the lunch break hot take starring Jose and Brian. All right, what's going on, lunch breakers and takers? This is another episode of the Lunch Break Hot Take. I am Jose. And this is Bradley. And we got two guests today. Got our man, Eric Lawrence. He was on last time. We were talking a little of a Michael Jordan documentary. That's Welcome back, Eric. Yeah, what's up, people? It's good to see y'all again. Thank you for having me. And we also got Sadiq Furet. He was joining us last time to discuss uh, UFC 249. Welcome back. Thank you, thank you. What's going on, everyone? All right. And today we are going to discuss the uh, fight that took place last night uh, as of this recording, USC Fight Night on ESPN. So we want to get these brothers' opinions and, uh, you know, see what they thought of the card. And we're going to discuss some uh, some other things. How, how you want to kick this off? Yeah, I, I think it's cool, man. Everybody can give their, their thoughts on the fight. It was the, uh, the Woodley versus Burns main event. Personally... You know, I, I didn't think it was a great card last night. But, you know, I'm, I'm, not a, I'm not a hardcore UFC fan, so the problem I always have with their events is even when you have talented fighters, which there, there were, there were talented fighters, there were some good matchups, I just don't care because UFC doesn't do anything to make me care. Like, I don't know who any of these guys are. I don't know any kind of, you know, there's no story leading into the fight. There's no buildup. So, you know, there were a few fights that, that were competitive, pretty good, but it's just like, they're kind of anonymous to me, you know. Uh, I I don't know what, what what you guys thought about the fight. Um, I thought I mean like I think you're pretty much right on that one, uh, especially with some of the prelims. If you're not a diehard um, UFC guy, I don't claim to be. I try to keep up as much as possible, but mm. I think like the storylines just it's kind of like they threw them right at us and just expected us to know the backgrounds of a lot of these guys. And if you if you do follow, you probably do know some, but. It is, yeah, for, for the person outside looking in and wanting to kind of get into the MMA world, uh, especially because that's one of the only active live sports that are really going on right now with the CV-19. Uh, it can be disheartening and it can maybe push you away. Yeah. Uh, maybe you need to restructure the way that they do their uh, do their previewing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely for like a new fan, it was this is a hard event to, you know, this is your first event to watch, but. There's a couple storylines. I mean, me, I follow it, you know, I follow it a lot. So for me personally, like there's a couple storylines. I guess it Woodley was the main one. But uh, with his fight, it was a little disappointing, to be honest. Uh, it was a big fight. He just lost lost the title in his last fight. So I, I thought he was going to come out here, you know, like the young Tyrone Woodley and really get after it. But that's that's not what I saw when I was yeah. watching the fight. Yeah, it looked just like the Kamaru Usman fight. It yeah, exactly. exactly the same. You exactly. Know, I, I know he got hurt early on, but you know when his corner told him, I think after the second round, like, look, you got you got to step it up, man. Like, you know, he's dominating you. I thought he was gonna. I mean, in the third round, initially he did come out a little bit more aggressive. I said, okay, like, he he gets it now, right? Mm. Like he just kind of went back to just backing up against the fence, man. I'm just like, you know, he, he yeah. just went straight back to the fence the yeah. whole fight. And Burns was, I mean, look, that dude Burns is really good. Gilbert Burns. Um, that, that goes back to what you guys are saying, man. Like, they don't, uh, they don't advertise these guys enough because we should, we should know a little bit more about this guy. He's good. He's, he's really good. Exactly. But 
Burns is giving him the fight that he wants. He's coming forward. He's striking. You know, like you're a counter puncher, man. You you should be able to mix it up with him. And right. You, you didn't want any any part of that. So, mm. but man, he's 38 years old. Maybe he's just done. You know, it happens. You know? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think that. I mean, I think both of y'all hit 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 it right on um, with that. Seeing Burns come out, even. Even when they were doing the previews, I felt there was a little bit more with Burns and Woodley that we don't know because Burns even said, this guy been dodging me or I've been maybe trying to come at him and, you know, he, like, he doesn't want it, I guess. Mm-hmm. In, some, in some words, passively, he was saying that. Mm. So even seeing Woodley come into that fight, he was very passive. His corner was very passive. Even yeah. he said the third round, even when they spoke to him, he came out real quick and Burns let him get his little guff though, but then Burns looked at him like, bro, that's it? Like, yeah. is, this, is this it? Okay, fine. Let's go. And he kept on going at him. But coming into that fourth round, Woodley's corner looked like they didn't even have confidence in him. Like, but, you know, also, also, uh, when, was, when was that? When was his last fight? That was a Kamaru uh, Usman fight. 15, How long ago was that? Yeah. They said. It was like 15 months ago or something. Yeah, look. That, That's too long of a layoff, man. Yeah. And, like, well, it, well, again. Well, a guy like that? Yeah, that's too long of a layoff. You got to have a tune-up fight, man. You got to have yeah. a tune-up fight. You can't just go up against the top competition again. Yeah, and he thought that he could jump in there. And there was a thing where I saw last night where Burns let him know who was the alpha male. Not by the way oh, yeah. striking him. But I think it was the third round. They had just ended. And Woody kind of like just tapped him like, hey, man, good job. And Burns looked at him like, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. Burns like walked him, was like walking him down while he was walking to his corner. Yeah, and he was staring I, him down. Yeah, yeah. I like, I like, like everything like about Burns, man. Two rounds in a yeah. row and like Herb Dean had to stop him like, hey, man, no, don't do yeah. that. But you know what? But you know what I liked about him, man. He was intense in the in the octagon, but like pretty, you know, pretty pretty humble outside of it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. but that's how you're supposed to be, man. Like, you gotta be a dog when you get in that cage, man. Yeah. And Woolly, uh, even after the fight, Woolly left the octagon immediately. You didn't really see him after they. I mean, they raised, I guess it rose the hands or whatever. But I didn't even see him for that. And it was just like he. They were talking to him. He's like, okay, yes, okay, all right. Now I understand. Right. I'm thinking like, yo, he's punching you in your face. You really yeah. have to understand that? Like, <laughs> like he's like hitting from- you hard, and you threw your hardest right, and he looked at him and was like, okay, that's all you got? Cool. So it might be the turntables turning where Willie is uh, – is, it's ironic how this is happening to Willie because Robbie Lawler, we thought that was happening to him when Willie – Yeah. Not, <laughs> not mm-hmm. But Lawler still had a little fight in him, so Willie yeah. might, might need to take a couple losses to maybe get it back. But, yeah. Uh, but, you yeah, know, uh, this yeah, like I said, he's he's thirty eight now. Mm-hmm. Um, he you, you can you can see him. He's still in, in incredible shape, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. You know, still a great athlete and all that. But it looks like I said he looks a step slow, especially defensively. Yes, and you you know he can't really get out of the way of punches a, as well. And it looks like he just has he's having uh, having some trouble, kind of you know pulling the trigger on offense. Yes. Yeah, it's like he, yeah. he doesn't want to get in there. Every it just, shot he had, he would hesitate, and yeah. it was disappointing. Mm-hmm. It, just, it didn't look like he really wanted to be in there. Like, you know, even yeah. walking through the cage and the, you know, when Bruce – or the announcer was calling his name, he didn't even look like he wanted to be in there. And then after the first round, when he saw that, you know, Burns was coming to fight and, you know, was coming after him, I think after that he was he was just done mentally. Yeah, yeah. You know, look, if this is it for him, man, he had a great career. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah man. Great career. Yeah, he's definitely one of one of one of the tops that that, that I mean, one of the best welter welterweight, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. one of the best welterweights we've seen in this in this era right now. Um, most strategically, yeah. hopefully he can get it back. But I mean, like, like we said, he, he's older. You know, he's had a long career, a really su- successful career. 
I mean, it, it might just be that time. I mean, I'm, I'm a Woody fan, but, you know, when, when it's time, it's time. Yeah. 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 And he has a lot of other stuff going on outside of the cage. I mean, he's a rapper. He's on a, yeah. you know, MTV. He's like producing and doing all this other stuff. So maybe that distracted him, you know, going into these in his last couple of fights. But uh, well, I just think the, the passion really isn't there for him. And uh, Right. Exactly. And, like, I think you hit it on the head. I don't think he has that in his heart anymore. Um, yeah. It's ironic you said that he's a rapper because I thought he came out. I was like, is he coming out to his own music or something? Like, I was thinking, oh, did he? <laughs> wow. I was like, that ain't on iTunes. <laughs> yeah. It is what it is, though. No, I, I thought it was kind of funny because Dana doesn't really like Woodley. You know, he's been pretty open about that. And then yeah. he puts him on a main event, probably reluctantly. And then... Willie, you know, showed up to the performance or showed up to the fight, not really wanting to fight, you know, backing up the whole time and not really doing much. So he was kind of, he didn't really help his case with uh, Dana White in that fight. Yeah. yeah I think, um, I think it didn't matter, um, to be honest. I mean, you know, he, like you said, he, he doesn't like Willie. Even Willie would have dominated him. You know, Dana would have just written it off like, oh, well, you know, Burns ain't that good or whatever. You, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like he, because he has, told his his audience you know his fan base that willie is a boring fighter you know what i'm saying and they buy into that like you know you, you talk to a lot of uh diehard usc fans about willie but oh you know he's you know he's boring you know he doesn't like to mix it up he's this he's that but really he's been a dominant champion yeah you know uh excellent defensive uh, uh fighter and you know that should be celebrated but dana is just a fanboy right doesn't really respect the art of mma so when he has an opinion about something, like, you know, the rest of his minions kind of follow suit with that. So it really didn't matter what he did. I don't think he would have he would have impressed Dana either way. Absolutely, yeah. man. Absolutely. I think it's something that was said earlier. You said that Willie almost seems like he didn't really have the passion for it anymore. I believe yeah. that's 100% true. Even now hearing what you're saying on this aspect of it, mm-hmm. I believe Dana drove him to a point where – um, and you got to think about it systematically, how Woodley might be thinking about this. He's keeping him down, keeping him chained down where he can't get any kind of rep or love. And he's got a family to feed. And you have somebody that doesn't know what you do professionally in and out because Dana's never stepped in the cage. Mm-hmm. And to tell you how you do your craft at the highest level and that you don't do it to satisfy this guy or whatever it, it's it's i think that could that would that would break my love for certain sports too i mean like you know if it was my sport and somebody's telling me that i can't um succeed in the way that i'm doing it and i know that i am yeah that would definitely hit home uh, and, uh would possibly like deter me to move on to something else you know especially, especially when it's livelihood yeah, especially when it's the, the president of the UFC, you know, saying these things. Because he has a huge platform. You know, yeah. he's talking to the whole fan base and more and just publicly just bashing you, you know, at, fight after fight. So I think that, that does play a, a huge factor into it. So yeah. hopefully, right. you know, yeah. maybe he can move on. But I don't know. I think – I don't know if staying in the UFC is a, the best decision for, for Woodley at this point. Right. Uh, I mean, you saw it too when he when he put him in there with Damian Maya, you know. I mean, and and Woodley was you know he was still at the top of his game at that point, and yeah. and you know he has he has a, a you know strengths all around. You know, he's a good striker. He, he's good on the ground because he was a, a, a collegiate wrestler, right? Yeah, uh, right, right, yeah, 
Yeah. You put him in with Damian Maya, you don't want to get on the ground with Damian Maya. Like as good as Woodley is, you know, that's mm-hmm. what you want to avoid. You know, you know Maya can't strike, right? So mm-hmm. his entire game plan in that fight was stay on my feet, mm-hmm. let Maya you know, or force Maya to come to me and, and take him apart that way. Right. But then after that, which was a, a, a brilliant performance, if you're looking at, you know, uh, skill-wise, right? Yeah. Dana White comes out and talks about what a boring fight it was, and he should have put himself at risk to entertain the fans more. I'm like, that's not yeah. how – you shouldn't be talking about your fighters that way. And why would I put myself at risk to get myself hurt? Like, right. this is my livelihood, man. Like, I got to make yeah. sure I'm healthy walking out of this place. I'm not going to put myself in the crosshairs to get clipped. Yeah, and, and if he got knocked out or, or choked out or whatever it is, you know, against whoever, Dana's not going to be there to, to, to help you back. He's not going to be there to take care of you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you have a perfect example, Dana's money cow, Connor, for a little bit. There was an issue where he, I think, maybe a fractured something in his leg, maybe a bone. And I know that's Dana's a fanboy, but Dana even pulled that with Connor. It's like, well, we can still get him back in the ring in, like, in, in, the, in the next two months. And Connor even said, like, no, I'm healing. Like, I broke a bone. I'm healing my foot or whatever issue he had. You've seen him do it with a lot of, with, with fighters of color. But when you saw him do it to Connor, too, in some sense, you're like, Dana really doesn't know what he's talking about. Like, he's, he's yeah. not honed in on really the recovery of what these guys might need and really the psychologically of what these guys are looking at for the next two years or three years down the road because Dana you're going to be all right because you're going to have another maybe not another Tyrone Woolley but you're going to have somebody going to put their neck out there like that and they're going to eat up the people and then they're going to be pooped on by you so Mm -hmm. Tyron sees that you know yeah that's why I I thought it was funny when when uh Oscar De La Hoya called him out a few weeks ago because Dana is always that one that wants to question somebody's heart. He's always that one that wants to, you know, criticize how, how a fighter fights and, you know, say you know, whether he quit or not. But when De La Hoya called him out on, on Twitter, said, look, man, you ain't not stepping in the ring. What you want to do? Yeah. 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 Dana, Dana didn't want to respond to that. Funny. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, Twitter, he could have, I mean, he could have, he didn't have to be face to face. He could have said something back. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, but he, he knew. I, you know, the next thing he said, you know, he he didn't want he didn't want to commit in any any kind of way, so he just kept quiet. Yeah, yeah. So, but all right, you want to move on to the to one of the other fights, or be what, what do you want to discuss next? Well, I, I think we can we can move on. I mean, unless unless anybody has any thoughts on some of the undercard, you know, I thought they were, you know, they were okay fights. I thought there was a, a poor decision in the Quarantillo and Carlisle fight. I thought Carlisle won two out of three rounds. They gave the decision to Quarantillo. I mean, not not like uh, history's greatest robbery or anything, but, you know, you I, know just, I thought that could have gone the other way. Me personally, um, I didn't think it was that bad of a, of a decision. You know, it was a super close fight. Um, mm-hmm. Even though Carlisle, he's being aggressive the whole time, he wasn't being that effective. Like, Quarantillo, he was defending – pretty well he was throwing up submission attempts in like the second round and then definitely in the third round uh he dominated the fight but i thought i thought it was pretty close i think i think it was a a, a right decision in that one personally okay. uh it was a good the, fight yeah i mean what is it not not a not a huge uh disservice or anything i just i thought carl won that one what uh, do you think of his nickname the alpha ginger the, the what? The guy the Carlisle. His his nickname is the Alpha Ginger. Alpha Ginger. Yeah. Oh, okay. Creative. Yeah. yeah it was a creative. I mean, I thought uh, 
I would like to see another round. I, I would like to see another fight with those two. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. like I really would. Yeah, yeah. I think the tables will turn the other way. Um, it is what it is, man. It was, I mean, they were prelims. There was maybe another one. I think it was a young guy from Detroit that's been undefeated. He went through the guy in like, I don't know, maybe a couple seconds. Mm. Um, I thought the guy that was in there with him really didn't even want to be in there, to be honest. I know he got tagged. I mean, I'm pretty sure I would have went down if I got tagged. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was kind of a big guy. So I'm like, man, come on, bro. Like, I know you're trying to get the check, but yeah, yeah. Like, would you try to go gamble right now? Like, come on. <laughs> Three or five rounds. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah, there was another good card, a uh, good fight on there. It was a uh, Shevchenko, Valentina's younger sister. She yeah. fought on that card, and then yeah. she fought. I don't know. I think it's. I'll mess it up. I forget how to say her last name, but the um, it's woman like she fought Kagan or something. Like, yeah, I'm Luke, not, I'm not Luke sure Kagan. But it's kind of funny because I mean, this is the first time probably ever like someone fought two sisters back to back because she just lost to her older sister Valentina for the mm. title. And then now she fought her younger sister. But she looked really good. I mean, she dominated the whole fight. Just took her down and just stayed on, on top the whole fight and just pounded her. Nice. Yeah. So it was pretty, it's pretty impressive fight. For, for sisters, I think, yeah, it was the first time. They, they actually mentioned that it's the third time uh, in UFC history that a person has fought uh, two siblings. Hmm. Oh, okay. Right. Uh, yeah, I, I, outside of that, I mean, I, I think, you know, kind of building on the point of uh, – you know, Dana not really having fighters' backs, not looking out for their best interests. Uh, we had the the John Jones story that, that came out this this past week. Yeah, he and Francis Ngannou kind of expressed interest in fighting each other. You know, with John Jones moving up to heavyweight. Okay, and apparently, you know, they they kind of floated that idea to UFC, and UFC was not interested in it because they did not want to raise the salary for either either fighter, and. Okay. You know, John Jones saying, you know, obviously he's not going to fight. He's not going to move up to heavyweight and fight a guy like Ngannou for the same amount that he that he's making right now. Dana White came out and said, because, because you know, Dana White can't keep anything private. Mm-hmm. Dana came out and said he's never wanted to move to heavyweight before. And for the amount of money he's asking for, it's not going to happen. He couldn't be asking for a more absurd amount of money at a worse time. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he wants that Deontay, he wants what Deontay Wilder was paid in his most recent match which was about $30 million. Now, John Jones came out and said, that's not true. They never even got to talking about numbers. But he, yes, he did ask for a raise to move up. Hmm. This, this is also, you know, it, play, it goes along with the fact that UFC apparently play, pays their fighters 20% of revenue. That's the, that's the fighter's share. As opposed to near, it's right around 50 for, for all the other major sports. You know, I mean, they, they don't all get 250, but it's, it's close, right? You know, but that's, that's something that everybody already knew about UFC. They don't take care of their fighters. They don't no. pay their fighters. No. Uh, John Jones and Francis Ngannou would be a huge fight. It would be massive if you, if you promoted it right, which also UFC does not do. But whatever. I mean, we'll, we'll leave that aside for now. It would be a huge fight. You would more. I mean, it's more than worth your time to to give them that kind of money to make that fight happen, but you don't want your fighters to have that kind of freedom to be able to. Hey, I made thirty million dollars in this fight. I don't have to take the 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 next fight you want me to take. You know that gives you more control over your own career. Yeah, and I don't know what Dana's talking about with uh, this being the the worst time to ask for that kind of money. They just did a billion dollar uh, deal with ESPN. They have the money. Right. Yeah. 
and Ben didn't seem to have a problem when he had to pay Connor uh, X amount of dollars. And, uh, you know, he then he also tried to uh, shuffle shuffle around with Nate. And Nate was like, yo, I'm not doing this unless I get X amount. Of, I don't even think, I don't know how much Nate even made in that whole series. Mm. I'm going to say it probably wasn't, it couldn't have been, I don't even think he made double digits in the mill. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe for the second fight. I, I know the first fight, I don't think he got paid anything. The second yeah, fight, I, I, I know think, he wanted money. Yeah, the second fight, I think he got some money. I want to say he got maybe maybe he got double digits the second round, but Connor still made double that bank. Connor made close to a hundred mil off of those fights. He's you know, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Money is always an issue. I mean, and especially when fighters <clears throat> they get to that point where they know that their popularity is rising because they know that they're more of a draw. So then they try to demand more. But the UFC they don't they don't give an inch. They they just they'll they just want you to say yes to whatever they they offer you and you say no then they'll move on to the next person mm, yeah kind of what's happening with uh with some of the guys like usman and covington and mazadal like all those guys like they've been ready to fight like all year but this whole time they're just arguing about money and how much they think they should be getting paid and who's going to be the biggest money fight for me so I'll, if all this would be cleared up if the ufc just you know paid their fighters what they're worth so then people they'll be comfortable fighting you know whoever yeah well, i think that's also another problem that dana has particularly with you know the, the the black fighters man like you know connor can go out there and say look you need to pay me this money you know i, I know what i'm worth and you know they butt heads a little bit but they're still friends right mm. but if spider silver says something like you know you, you hate him for it you know can't really do anything when he's on top he's dominating and he's making money outside of usc i mean he had all kinds of different endorsements he had endorsement with burger king out in Brazil, you know, um, he, he, he has other, uh, sources of revenue. Mighty Mouse has other sources of revenue. You know, he, he's got a YouTube channel, you know, he's got a, a Twitch channel. I mean, you know, yeah. you know, he's got a pretty big following. So he, he makes money outside of USC, even John Jones, you know, John Jones, yes, he gets in a lot of trouble, but I mean, he, he's got a brand, you know, like he had to deal with, um, I think it's Under Armour for a while. It was Nike, um, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, he, he's got money. So and you nobody, got options. And none yeah. of these guys you and quick quickly, none of these guys you mentioned assaulted any fighters at a main event. Right. Yeah. With with tools that you would use to move furniture in a house, you yeah. know, yeah. trolleys and and whatever. Uh none of these guys incited almost a I mean what that's not a I don't know if it's a ride. Well, how many people they had? Yeah, but no, no, you're right. Yeah, it's almost. <laughs> almost, I mean. Yeah, yeah, he brought like 20 people. Yeah, yeah like he brought bus. 20 people. Now, twenty. Now he's 20 of his friends. Now, let it be black. Oh, he brought 20 thugs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 he, yeah. He flew in a, he, he some real thugs from Ireland. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. right. But they, he he sent fighters to the hospital. They, yeah. weren't, they weren't described as thugs, though. No, <laughs> and they were known, and they said, "Yeah, yeah, these guys are known with the Irish mafia." He, he brought some real goons. <laughs> Last time I heard, mafia don't mean nothing good. Mafia, but um, but no, uh, John Jones is right, man. Look, you want to get paid, you know, USC does, off of this huge fight, and I need my cut. Right. And that's the problem Dana has with that is that John Jones knows his value and you can't force John Jones to take a fight that he don't want to do. Like he's, he's tried it before. And John Jones like, what are you going to do? I, I said, no, I said, no, 
right? I don't, I don't care. None of those fighters care when, when Dana tries to pull that, hey, I'm in charge. You're going to do the fight that I say you're going to do. None of those fighters that, that we mentioned care what Dana says. If Dana don't let him fight, fine. That's money out your pocket because I'm a star. I got other means to make money, so I got gems. whatever. I, I got like appearances I can make. I got video games that want to put me in their put me in their thing or whatever. Yeah, um, or I'll, I'll go. Or I'll go to Bellator or someplace else and they'll pay me. Like you know, like they don't. Yeah, but, they don't care. Yeah, but yeah. The sad thing is, most most fighters aren't in that position to no. you know say no to Dana White. Most of them, they have to just take you know whatever he gives them. So yep. yeah, and, um, and, they've and, actually they've proven that sometimes like fighters that they don't want on the roster they'll give him like tough fights like say if it's like a striker they might give him a bunch of wrestlers back to back knowing that he's probably going to lose so they can just you know kick him off the roster so yeah. UFC they've been shady for for a long time and yeah the crazy thing about like the John Jones and Ganu the situation I mean if John Jones is telling the truth and saying like he never said anything about Wilder then White is Dana White is just out there just lying to everyone I think that's what, that exactly what he's, he's doing. you know, well, asking for Deontay Wilder money, even though he never, you know, asked for that. Well, Dana's always been a troll. I mean, yeah. at, at his at his finest, Dana, Dana, Dana coexists with some of the some of the slickest, uh, like some of the stickiest, slickest, slickest of the slick. <laughs> <laughs> if that makes any sense, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Dana's been doing that a while, but let's be real here. Connor set that tone when 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 that was available to start naming a number of what your value was and. Other fighters fell suit in some sense, but it yeah. shouldn't have came to that. It should. I mean, we had guys that were that they came before Connor. We had Rashad Evans that you that eventually that you pushed out. We had yeah. Um, Rampage. Yeah, yeah, Rampage that you pushed out, saying he wasn't exciting anymore. Well, people loved him. You know, people loved him. You had the Diaz brothers, uh, Nick, that you pushed out. And I spoke about that privately with you. Okay. Yeah, yep. Nick kind of helped that, but but still, he was a name that the fans were still pulling for. Oh yeah, I mean, you could have put some pay per views together to put Nick against George St. Pierre one more time. You could put him against a couple. Of, I mean, like you could have put him against a couple guys. He made it so hard for that young man to get back into the fighting with the USADA, which yeah. I believe was in Cohoos with Dana. Yeah, USADA, USADA didn't help. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and no. I believe Dana always says that the USADA. You know, these guys are random. These guys are great, but I think Dana puts a little tidbit into that randomness. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, he hurts his own. He hurts his own brand, man. Like he really, like he does a lot of good things for USC. I mean, you you can look at it and say, look, he he built it up, and you know now they got a billion dollar deal with ESPN, and yeah, that's that's a success story. But it could be a lot bigger if he didn't, you know, get in his own way. Yeah, you know. Well, yeah, they they came up, they rose up uh, on with a golden age of uh, fighters. You, know, yeah. you had Anderson Silva, you had GSP, you had Chuck Liddell, you had Tito Ortiz, you know, all these guys who, who were all active at the same time and at the top of the game at the same time. And they kind of rode, they, they rode that to uh, some mainstream success. Those guys are gone now. You haven't, you haven't replaced them as superstars. No, you, know, no. you, you don't know how to build stars. And so now, you know, the fact that you want control over every single thing that that's going on in UFC and that you don't have the respect of your fighters to, to get everybody to pull in the same direction for you is, I mean, I think it's going to just slowly erode the, the success that they, they, they've had. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. more and more fighters are going to move over to organizations like Bellator or one FC. And, uh, you know, they're just going to leave ship because at this point, I mean, you can make more money, you know, fighting at Bellator or one FC than you can in the UFC. 
Is the one FC? Is that the one that's over? In, is that in? Is it it's in uh, yeah, in Asia. I don't know specifically <laughs> where, but yeah. yo, yo, there was a little joke about that. <laughs> saying that okay, so let's say that Zay's a fighter, right? And let's say that I'm the promoter over in Asia, and he's like, ah, yes, Mr. Jose. So he, so I call you on like a Thursday, like ah, yes, Mr. Jose, would you like to fight on Saturday? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you know what? I watched that uh, that one tournament with the uh, with Mighty Mouse, with uh, Demetrius mm-hmm. Johnson uh, in it. And I was looking through those fights. I said, like, man, they have some good fighters here. Yeah, they do. They, yeah. I mean, I, I, I was like, man, they, I mean, they're, they're good. Yeah. And listen, yeah. That, that joke sounded a lot like UFC, too. How much, uh, how much notice did Justin Gates do you get before he had to jump in with Ferguson? Yeah, that's how yeah. I was thinking. Like, just like <laughs> what, a little over a week. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I think UFC is starting to – I think there was a point where they started to lose their star – a lot of their star power or a lot of their mm-hmm. – you know, like the basic name fighters that you like to see um, uh, on their card over to the Bellator or over to the other group. Uh, yeah. We started to see, uh, obviously, Mighty Mouse, and then you had, um, who's the one with the long hair that Nate Diaz had fought? Um, oh, then, Ben Johns. Ben, uh, ben, ben, ben Anderson. Ben Anderson. Ben Anderson. Ben Anderson. Yeah, Ben, ben he, Henderson. Yeah, 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 ben, yeah, Ben Henderson. He was Henderson. one of my favorites, you know. Yeah, yeah me too. And uh, Dana pushed him out in some sense. You that know? was surprising because he left right when he started to get like, like really right when he was hot. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Same thing with uh, Rory McDonald. He left uh, yeah. like on a win streak. Him and uh, Gegard Mousasi. I think they both left. They had yeah. a win streak and the, they had like a three fight win streak in the UFC. And once their contract ended, they just they wanted out. And he even pushed uh, out a cyborg. Right, like how you mess yeah. up? Yeah, yeah. Cyborg, Cyborg got pushed out, and didn't they push out Faber? Like Uriah Faber at one point wasn't he with UFC? And then they, or maybe he wasn't. No, he's he's still fighting the UFC now. He's still fighting. Okay, all right. Okay. Yeah, he came from WEC and then he WEC over to the yeah to UFC, but but that, that's the thing. Like with you know, it's not the same as the NFL, the NBA, you know, uh, NHL, or I mean, you know, some of the other major sports. You can go anywhere around the world and and not only make money but you'll be in a a prestigious league yeah you know if you're an nfl player i mean you can't go anywhere else yeah i mean you can go to the cfl but you're not you're not making the same kind of money there you don't have the same you know uh like fan support or anything like that nba players yeah you can go and make money but nobody really wants to play for tel aviv you know like it's, it's not it's not the same but in ufc there are are in in mixed martial arts there are a lot of outfits all over the world. You can go to Brazil, you can go to Japan, you know, I mean, and, and, and you can, you can still have that same kind of legacy and yeah. make your money. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Dana still has a lot of work to do. I, I don't think he can grow the sport anymore. I think eventually they're going to have to push him out and bring somebody that can take USC to the next level. Probably needs yeah. somebody younger at, at, at some point, they're going to have to bring somebody younger in that wants there, to there's somebody that balance the sport out. Um, with diversity in some sense, with the yeah. with, with, mm-hmm. with with how they promote, and also give to fighters, they're gonna have to change that payment structure of the fighters. At one point, if right. you just have base fighters that are fighting, you might just have them have a bit base pay and a contract a certain amount of fights. They got to fight a year, five fighters a year. I don't know. You make I don't know. I don't know how you're gonna do it, but yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, until they reach that next level, then they start seeing that pay per view serious money. But yeah, mm-hmm. like they like they need somebody else that's a little bit more like 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 diverse than. Well, I mean, they, they, they need to unionize. I mean, you can't you can't be a, a professional league and the labor is getting twenty percent of the revenue. Yeah, 
Yeah. They've they've tried to do that, but I think that's where that lawsuit uh, that you were talking about came up, and some fighters try to, you know, create a union, but it didn't. That was a, a long time ago, and they, it didn't work out. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure exactly what happened, but I know that a bunch of fighters. I know like John Fitch and some other big names. They tried to you know get together mm-hmm. and do it, but it didn't work out so well. Yeah, it was it was the old, it was the generation before this one that came right, or the guys that were kind of stepping. I want to say, maybe around when the Force Griffin time. I'm guessing. Okay. Yeah, a little bit after that, because yeah. I think John Fitch was still. He might have just got cut from the UFC, so that was. I'm not sure. Maybe in like 2009 ish. Okay. I think that's when the lawsuit came out, but but we'll be seeing Dana White for a while. I mean, I think he just signed a new deal. I think it was last year, or the year before, for like seven years or something. So he's he's gonna be around for a while. Well, sadly, hopefully the players. I mean, hopefully the, the players. Hopefully the fighters see see what's happening and see the system that he's implemented in there. And if they want to get out of that system, they're gonna have to go to another fight. That's another fighting organization. It's gonna give them the benefits of what they really feel that they deserve, and possibly close to the money of what they really feel that they deserve. Yeah. Yeah, and even uh, John Jones, he he already threatened to to leave the UFC over this whole thing with uh, you know, negotiating for this Ngannou fight. He posted, I think, on his Twitter or Instagram that you know if he's gonna keep keep getting treated this this way, that he, he might as well just cut him. Yeah. So you don't want. I mean, that's your pretty much a top draw besides McGregor at this yeah, point. So you McGregor. definitely don't want to be making him unhappy. But I'm thinking, like, if John Jones goes somewhere else, I'll watch him somewhere else. I got no problem in doing it. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's his thought, too. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Dang. Nah, I promise. Hold, hold on. So I ain't got to pay pay-per-view no more? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> John, just, John, listen. Uh, send me send me an iMessage. Just let me know. Just send me your location of where you're going, and then we'll be yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, we'll watch it. We'll watch it. <laughs> exactly. It's kind of nice, though. It's, it kind of bo- boosts up, you know, the lower MMA promotions when Dana White does this because then, you know, he teaches fighters bad and then they'll move over to, like, Bellator, you know, increasing their roster and making yeah. them look even better. So yeah. yeah, and that's why Bellator, now you're seeing a lot of people are paying attention to Bellator now yeah. more and more because even you got fighters that might not even come into the UFC right away and just start straight in Bellator and they might just stay there and, be the guys you see over there, like yo, I haven't checked these dudes out, but this guy in Bellator, man, you got I don't ever hear any complaints from fighters about Bellator. Never. Yeah. And their fights are good. They didn't they, they used to come on. I remember when they first started, it was like on Fridays or like I think it was Friday nights on Spike TV. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I was like, nice, Spike, then Spike disappeared because Paramount bought them or something. And yeah, I think so. Then yeah, they're, Bellator, they're, they're on Paramount now. The Paramount are they on it now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Bellator. Yeah. Yeah, I remember seeing the fights like on a Friday night all the time, and they always were free. So I was like, "Oh, this is cool." Yeah, Let's sit back, make some food, and watch the. Yeah, yeah. Every now and then they'll put out a pretty good card, but yeah, it's funny. Even uh, you know, Mighty Mouse, he was talking about you know the differences between the UFC and One FC, and he was saying like they treat them, treat him way better than the UFC ever did. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what fighters want to be treated correctly. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. not it's not always about the money at the end, of the, which it kind of is. But at the same time, you want to be treated with some respect. Quality of yeah, life, and, yeah, and for and sure. That's one of your greatest of all time, and and you're treating him poorly. Imagine how the, they're they're treating guys who are, who are just kind of you know fringe fringe UFC fighters. Yeah, mm-hmm. like my thing is this: when the history books go into play, and you say you're greats that were in every weight class, what? How are you going to tell the story of what happened with Mighty Mouse Johnson? Right, like, you got to put that stuff in context. What's the storyline going to be? What are you going to really write? 
<laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I think you can still say he's, he's, you know, top, probably top five greatest fighter of all time, UFC yeah. fighter, or MMA fighter, but, and then he's still getting, you know, like I said, like we were talking about, there's still a lot of good competition at 1FC. It's not like, you know, he left and now he's yeah. just fighting scrubs. Like, he's still right, fighting, right. like, still top fighting. guys over yeah. there, so. I don't know. I it'd be cool if maybe one day he makes his way back over here. Maybe Bellator. Maybe he can do something with the UFC. Some kind of like, uh, like he'll have the title at one FC and he'll fight a champion at the UFC. But that doesn't really seem that likely. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that'd be cool though. All right. So we talked about uh, John Jones and the the salary demands that he was allegedly making. Uh, he wanted to to make what Deontay Wilder was getting for for his last fight against Tyson Fury. I don't know if you guys have any opinions on Deontay and what he's been saying about Iron Mike Tyson. You know, this this goes back a couple of years, uh, mm-hmm. but you know, he made more comments recently. He said at at different times that he hits harder than Mike Tyson, uh, that he would beat prime <laughs> Mike Tyson. And that he's unimpressed with Mike Tyson's resume because you know he he only fought only fought two Hall of Famers. So don't talk, don't don't even bring up Michael Spinks because he moved up from from light heavyweight and he was scared. Uh, don't bring up Larry Holmes because he was old. So he only fought two Hall of Famers, and that was Holyfield and Lewis, and he lost to both of them. Right. So I mean Deontay Deontay's feeling himself a little bit because I I mean I've watched his fights. The only person who I can tell you he's fought is Tyson Fury. Right? Uh, um, I'm just uh, and a former college football player. I mean, I'm not. I'm not sure. I, I know. Uh, I know. I heard you correctly. I'm just making sure that everything up here was processed <laughs> correct. Um, I, I like. I listen, Deontay, and I'm gonna be nice. Um, yo, that man licked you on your neck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dante, if you're listening, I'm telling you this. My name's Eric Lawrence. That man licked you on your neck. <laughs> yeah. Look, don't, no man lick no man on no neck, and you shouldn't be talking about nobody. If that man licked you on your neck, what do you think Tyson gonna do to you? <laughs> I mean, I think I'd I'd agree saying that he might he hits harder than Tyson. You know, I think he had more just one punch, you know, knockout power. I think Tyson definitely had – he had a lot of power. He put it all together, and he was, you know, slipping on the inside and breaking you I down. Feel like I think as far as one – pull up YouTube and, and watch some Mike Tyson highlights. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's why that, – yeah, that's why my face looked like that. <laughs> there, there, some of I don't know. I think – It looked like, you know, the, the, the other fighter's head left the frame before their body. Yeah, and listen, you need to watch – I've Razor seen a lot Ruddick, of his highlights. Razor Ruddick and Mike Tyson fight. Once you get off of this with us, go ahead and watch right. that fight. Yeah, I've, I've, seen that, I've seen that fight, actually. See that one? A good fight, yeah. It's a good Mike fight. Mike Tyson hit him so hard, Razor Ruddick went down smiling. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all remember that? When it was in yeah. the middle ring, Mike Tyson hit him. Razor Ruddick turned and looked like smiling on the way down. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> like, he punched him out of his body, and then he came back to life. I was like, hold up. Whoa. So, I, so uh, we, we got an email for somebody about the last time you were on with us, Sadiq, and, and mm-hmm. uh, B made a comment about about Wilder. They didn't appreciate it. Uh, uh, shout, shout, shout out to Zena. Shout out to Zena. Um, you know, look, we're not Deontay Wilder haters on here. Like, we're, we're actually uh, we're actually fans of Deontay Wilder. Yeah, but you got to put it in perspective, man. Like, I, mean, I call it how I see it. Like, he's not that skilled of a fighter. He's an exciting fighter. But yeah. he's not that skilled. 
And if we're talking about comparing him to Mike Tyson, no, Mike Tyson wasn't the most skilled fighter, but he has a, he has a lot more skill than Wilder. Wilder throws the the, the wildest punches. Right, yeah. he, you know. I thought and, that's why he got his name. Honestly, until <laughs> his real name, I was like, "Oh, okay, okay." You know, and, and and that's and Tyson Fury took advantage of that, man. Like, you know, the, the thing that makes Wilder so dangerous is that he is very powerful. You know, he he can deliver that punch, you know, fast, but it's it's just not accurate most times, which is why he, you know, like that's that's his first loss um, to Fury, but he was in danger of losing to Fury in the first fight. First he fight, was in danger yeah. of losing to Ortiz yeah. twice. Twice yeah. when they he fought. lost every round to Ortiz before he landed that right. If you watch that first fight with Ortiz, Ortiz almost knocked him out. He had to hold on and kind of get out of that round. But I mean, he he's he's been flirting with that loss for a while now, yeah. right? Um, there's some things that you know I I don't know if he can clean it up at this point in his career, but he should have been worked on his on his you know th- at least on a straight jab, a straight yeah. jab and a straight cross would have yeah. taken him a lot further. Yeah, I, I like I look at that and I say, man. I mean, just even thinking about he said Tyson in his prime, like nah, nah, man, nah. nah. Tyson was like he, he was a different dude. I'm telling yeah. you, like don't get fooled by the, don't be fooled by the peace come Allah, whatever Tyson all about mm-hmm. now. Don't be fooled by the yoga Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> I want to warn all you youngsters, don't be fooled by that. This man, this man was a killer in the ring. Like people were scared to literally walk in the ring with him, like. Yeah, I mean the the guys that beat Tyson are like the greatest of all time, guys. Holyfield, Lance Lewis, you know. Well, there's one, not, huh? You <laughs> said what? One, whoa, whoa, whoa. There's one that's not the greatest, but we know why he yeah. lost that. Buster Douglas. Well, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Buster, yeah, yeah. Buster was the fluke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, Buster was the fluke. But I mean, yeah, those names you named, Lennox, Evander. I mean, listen, Tyson versus Lennox. I'm taking Lennox all day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right now, eat him up. Tyson versus, uh, I mean, I'm not Tyson. Um, Wilder. Wilder versus Holyfield. Well, he don't want no parts of Holyfield. No, no. Yeah, no. that's a big, strong Georgia. I say it, it's funny to me that to listen to Deontay Wilder call out somebody else's resume, and and this isn't this isn't uh, specific to Wilder. Any heavyweights now, you know, uh, Jose and I talked about this. I think. If David Tua was fighting right now, he'd be mm. a dominant heavyweight champion. Yeah, you remember David Tua? It's, it's not yeah. a good yeah. era. Yeah. It's a yeah. it's a bad era for heavyweights. Yeah. I mean, I was only I only half joking when I said I think Mike Tyson today would be Deontay Wilder. Like, <laughs> there's not a lot of skill once you get north of 200 pounds. Hey, listen, I'm just gonna say this: if Deontay Wilder let him inside that gate. Inside this gate right here, right here. The way Tyson was hitting that bag recently, last week. Then after that, he said, "Everybody, you must focus and make sure that you do your yoga today." I said, "The man, the man that, that that's." I saw that monster come out again, and he was hitting that bag, kind of almost like he looked like he was trying to get back into shape. That wasn't even his prime hit. That's that's the thing about it. Yes. Like, yeah, now supposedly he's trying to get another fight, and he's he wants to get an exhibition fight in. Like a bunch of people have been sending him, you know, offers like uh, the bare knuckle league, send him like a $10 million offer to fight for, you know, fight on their card. So wow. I don't know. I, don't I, do I hope I he doesn't even, do that. I shoot. I do. I don't even care if he gets knocked out. <laughs> I, you know, I want to see him get back, man. If he come in there with no socks, with them black shoes and black trunks. That's why that league will pay him $10 million to do it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. What oh, him, Everyone's him and Holyfield both talking about I'm back. That's because you look around like, who do you have to beat? Yeah, they, they they woke up one day and they're like, you know, I could I could be heavyweight champ again. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. These fighters now just aren't as skilled, man. They're not as skilled. They're not as in shape. I mean, Wilder is it? No, Wilder is in shape. Like, like I said, we're, we're not trying, we're not down on Wilder, but the right. skill definitely isn't there. But he needs to respect, like, the, some of the guys that came before him. Their resumes are pretty, 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 pretty strong resumes that they had. Yeah. Uh, Wilder, I mean, you still got a lot of future ahead of you. So, well, I'll rephrase that. You have some future <laughs> ahead of you. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if you change up the way that you fight. Let's see. But if you're going against guys like Tyson Fury, which that's going to be the template to beat you, I don't know if you're going to have that much more success. So be careful. Listen, all he has to do is get some some lighter walking gear, and he's all good, right? That's yeah, what I heard. True. Yeah. yeah. Well, he could go with SpaceX because they just went up to went up to Mars yesterday, so they might be able to you know present him with some options. Yeah. Yeah. But all right, we gotta wrap this up. So uh Sadiq, you wanna let people know where to find you? Uh yeah, you guys can follow me on Instagram. It's uh Sidizzle underscore S I D I Z Z L E underscore. You guys can follow me on there. Um it's always great to be on with you guys. Thank you, thank you. Appreciate it. All right. E uh is any any uh, information you want to get out there to the people? Um, no, nah, man, not really. I just like popping up on here. So if y'all want me again, then hey, Zay will reach out. Oh, absolutely. Out. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna be a regular. But yeah, All right, thank B. You. real quick, let them know where to find us. Okay, you can find us on uh Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Those are all LBHT show. Uh our website is www.lbhtshow.com. And you can also send in emails at lbhtshow at gmail.com. All right. And also, um, you know, you guys can support us. Uh, there's a little support button. When you go to our website, uh, you can support as little as 99 cents a month. You, you don't have to stop there. You can uh, give more if you want. And um, sign up for our newsletter. You go on the site, scroll down to the bottom, put your email in, and, you know, we'll send you uh, some links to the stories that we write on, on our website. We're constantly writing articles, you know, little bonus stuff like that. So check it out. And if you can't support financially, and also don't don't forget to rate and review. That helps out a lot. Uh, and also just tell a friend. Tell a friend to check out the show. All right. All right, guys. That is it for episode 13. We will see you in episode 14.